Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 227. Well, we're talking about routines and rituals that lead to godliness. That's right, righteous habits. All of us have plenty of habits that are unrighteous, and we need to deal with those. But in reality, we need to also put the positive in the place of the negative. Jesus told the story in the Gospels about a man who swept his house clean of all the demonic spirits and all of the uncleanness that was in his own heart. And this was a metaphor of his heart. The scripture says he did not fill that house with the Lord and with godliness and with the spirit of God and with that which brings about righteousness in his life. And the demons went out wandering around found others like it. And the man, because there was nothing in his life to fill his life, his life was still empty. Oh, it was reformed and regenerated and his behavior was modified for a time. But then the scripture says that the demons came in and his end was worse than his beginning. Why? Because he did not fill his life with that which is godly and righteous. And you see, self-reformation only goes so far. Behavior modification only goes so far. This is why psychology and psychiatry and all the other things and step programs that we have, whether they are secular or baptized step programs, all of those things are good, but they can't change the heart. They can modify behavior. You see, only the Spirit of God through the Word of God can change the human heart. And that's why we've got to saturate ourselves with the Bible. The Scripture says in the book of Romans, chapter 12, Remember, we're talking about rituals that lead to godliness. We're talking about routines and habits that lead us into righteousness and not into sin. And so Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, all that God's done for us in Christ that he's talked about in 11 chapters of the book of Romans. He says, stop being pressed into the world's mold. What is he talking about? He's talking about the way of thinking. Stop being pressed into the world's mold. Stop being molded by the world, but be transformed. Now, how are we metamorphosized? How are we changed from an old caterpillar, a worm, into a beautiful butterfly that can soar to the heights? Well, it's by the renewing of the mind, by the Word of God. That's how the mind is renewed. And it's not just reading the Scriptures. Now, every day I prime my spiritual pump by reading five Psalms a day. The reason I read five is because that way every month, every cycle of a month, I am reading through 150 Psalms. On the first day of the month, I read Psalm 1, Psalm 31, Psalm 61, Psalm 91, Psalm 121. You see what I'm doing? I'm taking the ones. On the second day, Psalm 2, Psalm 32, 62, 92, and that's right. 122. And you will read through the entire Psalms, the great hymn book of Israel, every month. This is very important. 
Because the book of Psalms is a microcosm of the entire Bible. If you only had one book that you could take with you and you could have no other book, then you should take the Psalms because every major doctrine in the Bible is in the book of Psalms, not just in incipient beginning forms, but many times fully developed. It is the teaching tool of God for his people. You see, hymn knowledge is very important. Learning to sing and to chant the Word of God and the principles and precepts and patterns of the Word of God are very important, and we don't do that enough. How do you learn Latin? How do you learn the languages, the ancient languages? How do the Jews learn the prayers and the Psalms today the same way they always have, by chanting them out? I have seen a fifth grade class in a Christian school, a fifth grade class after learning every day of the week for a period of several months, chant, I mean literally chant the entire book of First John, all five chapters, and never miss a word. Why? Because it lodges in our hearts and it lodges in our mind and it's recorded in our brains. So reading the Psalms is very important. So I encourage you to do that. And whatever method you use, if it's just one through five the first day, six through 10 the next day, that's okay. Or read them according to the books that they're written in the categories, any way you want to do it. I just am very simple in my thinking. And so that's why I do it in correspondence with the day of the month. And sometimes I miss a day and I can pick right up where I left off on the day of the month because I do it on a monthly basis. I read a proverb every day and in correspondence with the month. Now, let me go back to Psalms, man. 119th Psalm, I read only about four or five times a year because the months that have 31 days on the 31st day, I read Psalm 119 because it's over 170 verses. It's all about the Word of God. And on that day, I just center in on the Word. And it's such a blessing to my heart. I do the same thing with Psalm 31. And so why would I read a proverb every day? Because they're filled with wisdom. It helps us to look at life from God's perspective. That's what real wisdom is. It's looking at life from God's point of view. And so that keeps me balanced. It keeps me singing. It keeps me thinking from a a wisdom standpoint. But then I study the Word of God and sometimes read small portions, sometimes read large portions. And this is just reading. It's not uh, getting into in-depth study, which I do on a regular basis. But what I'm talking about is getting the Word of God, the same passage many times, the same chapter, the same book. There's not a passage that I ever teach through or preach through that I haven't read multiple times over and over and over again so that it becomes a part of who I am. That's what the term meditation is. It's the idea of walking the same path over and over again. It's the word for rubbing a blister that turns into a callus on your hands. And that doesn't happen overnight. That happens through use over and over and over again. It becomes a part of who you are. It's the idea of rumination of what uh, a cow does with a could and chewing it and swallowing it and then uh, actually belching it back up and going through the whole process again. And it produces the beautiful white milk that even is a joy to those of us who are not cows. And so these are things that we need to understand about how we grow and habits that lead to righteousness. And so if our minds are going to be transformed, and your mind's not your brain, the mind is that which controls the brain, or should, because that 
Brain is the physical part of our anatomy, but the mind is what controls the brain and can actually cause it to form even new pathways when righteous thoughts are there. And same thing is true of bad thoughts as well. What we have to do is allow the Word of God to transform us, and it will, and it'll make us to be pleasing unto God. It's it's a sacrifice that is well-pleasing unto God. And Paul talked about this in the book of Philippians in chapter 4. He said, whatever things are true, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, that means that are worthy of respect and dignity, whatever things are pure, that's morally clean, or whatever things are lovely, beautiful, whatever things are of good report. That's the idea of something that that really sounds good and is good. If there is any virtue, if there is any thing praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And and it's interesting, that's in the present tense. That means we are to do it over and over and over and over again. It doesn't mean that all the time, every moment of every day we're thinking back, but it's an iterative present. That means that you do it dot, 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 dot. Throughout the day, you are doing this. This is why I spoke of the Jews praying three times a day. David said, evening, morning, and noon, I will pray to you. I'll seek your face. Well, if King David, with all of his duties, could take out three times during the day to spend some time thinking about God, don't you think we can? As I said before, we do it in our eating. We do it in our drinking. We do it with all other kinds of things that we need to do, but somehow we think we can skimp on God and be the giants and the stalwarts that God wants us to be, and that's just not the way it is. Remember, we're talking about habits. We're talking about rituals. We're talking about routines that lead to godliness. Say, well, you know, I don't want to be a religious person. Well, you should be. Jesus was. The Apostle Paul was. The Apostle Peter and John were. Religious is the idea of religio, of routine, of doing things on a regular basis. Now, I know that people have gone to seed on these kind of things, and I know that it can become even idolatrous in itself. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about good routines, godly routines. And so he says, meditate on these things. These are commands. It's in the middle voice. That's the reflexive voice. That would be you yourself do this. You yourself meditate. Nobody can do this for you. Someone can teach you all of the mechanics of meditation, But friends, we have to do it ourselves. It's like praying. People can teach you all of the mechanics of praying. They can teach you how someone else did it, how they do it. You know, the way we learn to pray is to just pray and seek after the face of God. Now, in a coming podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about praying. And the model we all can follow is the model prayer that Jesus gave. I'll talk to you about that. But it doesn't matter how well someone teaches you to do something. Really, on-job training is the best training of all. And that's like someone studying to be a dentist, and they know all about the different theories, but they've never done any practice. Well, none of us would want them trying to fill our teeth or do something they've never worked on before. And you can learn a theory, musical theory, but if you've never played a note on an instrument or you've never sung at all or you've never led out in anything or participate in anything, well, all of that knowledge is useless because it doesn't do you any good. Well, so it is with the Word of God and spiritual things. We need to learn and study, yes, but we need to do this so that we can apply it to our lives and do that on a regular basis. So, 
the Apostle Paul said on a regular basis, iteratively, all the time, keep it up day in, day out. You yourself are responsible to think godly thoughts. Get in the habit of doing it. And he said, it is a command. It's imperative that you do it. And so when God commands us to do something, it's not a suggestion. It's not something that we can do with or without. God doesn't command us to do anything except for our good and for his glory. And I'll tell you, life will be a lot different if we will begin to get into the Word of God and allow the Word of God to get into us through Scripture saturation, reading it over and over again so that it will become a part of who we are, studying it, tearing down those verses to the point to where we're breaking them down in every way. You say, well, I don't know Greek and I don't know Hebrew. Well, there's enough. There's so many tools that are available. You might need to invest in some of those. Most of them are online free. And you might have to learn something new and get out of your comfort zone. I tell you, over and over again, I told my children, and they can repeat it back to me. If we're going to be what God wants us to be on this earth, we're going to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. If we fulfill our divine purpose on this earth, friends, we better get comfortable with being uncomfortable. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.